Welcome to Discurious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal. We are back for another episode. Yes, and the rating goes up with this one. It, it does, absolutely. And it's a really fun episode. Season 5, Episode 8. Cannot wait to break it down of Cobra Kai. But first... A shout out to all of our fans who continue to leave five-star reviews on Apple Podcast. We are going, I've said this a few times already, to do more fan appreciation episodes after the season, and I cannot wait to share some of these with everybody, including you, Sal, if you haven't read them, because they're fantastic. No, you know, Jason, you I was going to ask I, you. I sent them to you, so... <laughs> You you send most of them <laughs> yeah. to me, but I was going to ask you before we started recording. I was going to ask you what you foresee as our first episode outside of the season. Once the season's wrapped up, mm. what do you see as our first special episode? And I'm kind of feeling pressured now to do a a, a, a fan, fan episode, a fan appreciation episode yes. after all this. Well, we could start there. I mean, that is a wonderful place. It's a good reset for us. We haven't done one for a while. So that may be a wonderful place to start because we could bookend it before we got into the season. We had the three Patreon superfans on. So what a wonderful yeah, way to right. bookend this. So I think, Sal, we have said it. It is going to be a fan appreciation episode. Me and my big mouth. It is official. <laughs> All right. So before we jump into the episode, a word from our sponsor. Let's do it. Support for Let's Talk Cobra Kai is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, and with this exclusive offer, you'll get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code COBRAKAI at manscaped.com. And perfect for the holidays, I must say. <laughs> yes. So please, use our code and give your loved ones or yourself... So Manscaped. It's funny in that in the commercial for for Manscaped with the guy from SNL, his mother gives him a <laughs> Manscaped. And what's funny in the sketch is like they don't really address the or he doesn't address the fact that his mother's giving him yeah. personal grooming. It's so hip. But I think it's hilarious that his his mother gives him. Yeah, exactly. A hip mom. Yeah, of course you're gonna give. My mom gave me boxers one year when I was mm -hmm. like already a grown man, and yeah. I was like. Like, this is, like, why is my mom doing this? Like, I'm a grown man. Why is she giving me boxers? But she were did. They, anyway. Were they G.I. Joe boxers? <laughs> they were kind of boxer briefs, but kind of short. Oh, okay. Kind of short boxer briefs. That's funny. Give your mother the Manscaped coupon, which is Cobra Kai. And maybe, just maybe, you'll get some. <laughs> nice. Pete Davidson's mother and my mother are cut yeah. from the same cloth, I think. Love it. So, we have to thank Netflix for bringing us... Cobra Kai and putting it on the global scale, I must say. Thank you, Netflix. And every episode of this season was released on September 9th, 2022. This is season five, episode eight, Taikai. And a very fitting name for this episode. Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting episode because it all relates to Taikai. Taikai. The rating for this episode, as you alluded to, is higher from last week, and it is 8.5 on IMDb. Yes. Very, Very good rating. That. 
The synopsis for this episode is a coveted spot in an elite international tournament ignites a fight between dojos. Tori's loyalties are tested. Sam struggles to let Miguel go. Ooh, juicy, I gotta say. Yeah. Well, Sal, it is time to break this down in our scene-by-scene breakdown. Are you ready? I'm ready. And you know what? I I would ask anyone who's listening or watching to do what I did with this episode. I really felt like I had to pay attention to this episode. For the first time ever. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) a little more than normal. I mean, you know, I I may have a a little touch of the ADD. I may have a touch of the ADD. Wait, Uh, that with a splash of cinnamonesia, you're in trouble. Cinnamonesia and a little ADD and a little uh, vodka, whiskey. Hello. But I... I really felt like I had to just like really like hang on to everything yeah. in this episode. And in the end, I was very pleased that I did so. And I would, I would ask other people to do so. Yeah. Well, when I went through it for notes, it took me a while. It's dense. There's a lot of great dialogue. There was so much to unpack. And so, uh, yeah, it's almost like it becomes the length of breaking down a movie as we get later into the season and season five at that. We're taking everything from season one and just pulling it with us and, and grabbing new stuff the whole time. So it is a lot, and I'm excited that we're coming up on episode eight, man. We're two away from the finale, but right here and now, let's jump in to Taikai. I'm ready. So we open at Cobra Kai, and a limo arrives with distinguished members of Sekai Taikai, led by Gunther Braun, who is a Danish actor in real life, played by, well, he is, Karsten Norgard, and you may recall him from D2, Mighty Ducks 2. He played Wolf the Dentist Stanson, who was the Icelandic coach that battles our, our famous ducks. And I didn't recognize him from that. I did see that movie many, many, many years ago. So I looked it up as like, of course, because this guy is great. He is fantastic. Yeah. And he's the only one that speaks for the Taikai ever. Which yeah, is great. <laughs> that's true. He, he is the man in charge, it seems. Or at least the man in charge of the delegation. Right, yes. So, Sal, just as Kreese shared with Johnny and Daniel in the previous episode, he indeed did share Silver's plan, and it is coming to fruition here. It wasn't just BS. This is a true thing. The Sekai, Taikai, and it's amazing to see it unfold before our very eyes. Yeah, because we are only hearing about this now, even though this did happen in the past, but it happened in the past of Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. not in the past of Karate Kid. Right, yeah. But then Silver goes on to say what? Karate gave my life structure, function, purpose, and it's doing the same for my students. I only want to spread its lessons further, give every kid the chance to learn and grow through karate, just like I did. So he's sharing this to Gunther and the rest of the committee because he's just feeding them the the silver uh, ramblings, the BS, his ideology, and trying to win them over. Because he probably flipped the bill to get them here, much like he did with Kim and her crew, because, you know, no expense spared for silver. But just as silver makes this claim that Cobra Kai is the best dojo in the valley, which we're hearing a lot lately. We've heard that a few times on recent episodes. But who arrives? I was surprised. I thought Terry was going to go along on his uh, sales pitch. And yeah, all of a sudden, inside the the Cobra Kai Dojo walks uh, Daniel, who introduces himself as two-time All-Valley champ. Johnny, who introduces himself as two-time All-Valley champ. Chosen introduces himself as Master Sensei. And they bow. And Amanda... (laughs) 
Yes. And Amanda uh, says karate adjacent. Yeah, with a very awkward bow, right? So good, Amanda. I love it. Yeah. yeah well played. I like that. And I don't think they, she didn't get the bows from the uh, committee, but whatever. Really funny. And then Gunther and Taikai decide to have each dojo, Cobra Kai and Miyagi Do slash Eagle Fang, do an exhibition to see if they are worthy. And Sal, Johnny wants to do what with Silver's ponytail? <laughs> After all said and done. Yeah, Johnny says, I'll shove that ponytail up your ass. <laughs> Which I thought was an interesting choice. Like, yeah. I, I could imagine saying, like, I'll, I'll cut that ponytail off yeah. or something yeah. or burn that ponytail off. Shove it up your ass. <laughs> yeah. I also noticed that he image. uses that term throughout the episode. Not ponytail. No, no, not that, but asses. He's calling, the, he's telling the kids to move <laughs> on. He, I was like, yeah, well, look at Johnny go. He's really unleashing this episode with that term. So, yeah, so out of nowhere, Silver's not happy. Cobra Kai is, you know, not bested, but they took a little limelight away from them, having Miyagi Do yeah, Eagle Feng yeah. show up. And, and yeah, hey, listen. They rained on, rained Cro- on their Cobra parade. Kai parade. And Tai Kai yeah. doesn't know the difference, and they make a strong case. We got some champs in the room. We have a master sensei from Okinawa. Let's hear these guys out. Maybe they know what they're talking about. So then we see Silver and Kim meeting in the office, and she's not pleased now. Because this is old rivalries getting in the way of her family's destiny. What Silver sold her on to come over here and give this thing a shot. But she acquiesces and agrees to continue to train the students. Because I thought for a second, she's out. Like, that's it. You and Daniel, have your fun. You and, and Johnny as well. Now we're not in the office anymore. We're actually in the dojo. And Tori and Devin train. And Sal, Devin wants to be what? She wants to go viral. She wants to go insta-famous. That's a good line, insta-famous, because there's all this talk going around the dojo about commercials and this and that with the, the opportunities. Oh, yes. Brand, brand sponsorship, yeah. Yeah, Devin Sharp, she's on these things, insta-famous. She even mentions, yeah, a branded partnership could cover her college. So she's thinking of these things outside the box, a little bit younger, and Tori's like, I never even thought about college. It's like she's like an old soul caring for her sick mother, taking care of her younger brother, although we never see that happen yes. anymore. We assume we that's never going see on. the younger. No. But you know, she's stuck in this other reality. Hang on, Jason. Now that you mention it, where is Tori's younger brother? Yeah. He's never around, right? Wouldn't he now be, what? How old was he in the beginning? Young. He was very young. He was like a toddler, wasn't he? He should be in Cobra okay. Kai. By now. He's about yeah. what about Kenny's age by now. Yeah, exactly. He should be there. He could be a black belt by now. <laughs> but then Tori has a flashback to Crease in prison because all this is going through her mind, right? No one else knows that she's doing this double life. And she's wanting to learn about how long she has to stay in Cobra Kai. How long, you know, does this lie have to continue? And so she's taking that in, all that's happening, and then she snaps back to it because Devin's like, Hey, anything wrong? And then they go back to training. And I got to say, Devin's kicks, very impressive. Getting some nice height, strength, good flexibility. So you can tell that Devin's stepping up. And she's a black belt now, so these kicks should look that good. But something I noticed. Any thoughts? No, I'm, I'm, I'm often impressed by nice kicks. Yeah. <laughs> At my fitness peak, I'm able to kick someone my height no higher. No higher. No higher. My height in the face. Okay. 
And you often do that. <laughs> yeah, it happens <laughs> on first meetings. <laughs> so now we're at Miyagi Do, and there's lots of Sekai Taikai talk. And this is from the students, I should say, from the students, because the word is out. And they're talking about like, wow, online, you should see like last Taikai, how high and hard the kicks were. And the winners last year, they went and did a car commercial in Taiwan. So you know how kids are. They're just like, this is spinning around the room. Of course, they're outside. And so when Chris hears of this and someone asks him what he would do with commercial money that he would have made from such a thing, what does he say? Uh, buy a yacht with a hot tub, fill it with Smarties and hotties. Jason, I know what hotties are. What are Smarties? Those are candies. The Smarties. The, the candies? Yeah. Why would you fill a hot tub with candies? Because you could. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Everybody's laughing. Everyone's having a good time. And Danny interrupts. He's like, okay, yeah, it's too soon for that. And then he shares that he, Johnny, and Chosen are going to prepare them for the presentation the next day. This isn't like weeks of training. It is the next day. They need to be yeah. on point. Yeah, well, <laughs> that was, I found kind of kind of strange. Like, the, these officials make it the next day. They couldn't give them yeah. a couple days. I guess, you know, they got to get back home. Is what Terry can only put them up for a day or so. That's <laughs> yeah, it. Exactly. But then Daniel goes on to share what? Remember, Cobra Kai is going to do everything they can to get a spot. And if they win this time, kids all over the world are going to have to deal with the same crap you guys have gone through. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot not, to not think that. about there. And then Johnny and Miguel have a quick chat. And Johnny tells Miguel that he's not going to make him compete this time. He did that in All Valley. He learns his lesson. He's not going to do that. But Miguel's pumped. He's in. He's feeling good. He's not worried about Sam. They're friends. All's good on that front. And then Robbie. Not worried about his dad anymore. Not worried about his dad anymore. Yeah, not running off to Mexico. And then Robbie joins in. And he's kind of messing with Johnny. You know, like, oh, is this what yeah, fatherly yeah. love sounds like? And so Johnny's getting defensive, but he's just putting him on. Robbie's cool. They're at peace. And I love to see these two bond or these three bonds. Sal. I just, I love it. Yeah, because when you have people that are strong alone, imagine when they unite, you know, Stronger. strength in numbers. Absolutely. I just think how strong Cobra Kai is now with both of these guys, let alone the All-Valley champ across the room, right? The other part of the dojo, but Hawk, Eli, but these two are fantastic. So this dojo has gotten so, so much stronger, and we'll get back to that. So now we have a great montage with the members of Sakai Taikai. And they're checking out each dojo's presentation, and we hear Unchained by Van Halen. Which Van Halen? It had David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth, okay, That's great. It's a really great that, track. That means it's older. Older. Although he came back, yeah. so I don't... He came back after Hagar? Well, I think maybe just for touring. I think he did, you're right. He came back for a little bit. But uh, definitely old school. The, the Van Halen that we grew up with. Sure. And then Daniel goes on to say, because now he's talking to Gunther and the whole Taikai group, our students start with basic movements. We use chores to create muscle memory. And once they have that down, they can master their defense. I love that he's calling it this. I mean, this is like, thank you, Mr. Miyagi. This is down from the Miyagi-verse. Well done. (laughs) 
Jason, I'm laughing because I'm just imagine everybody from this delegation is they're going to go back home yeah, and yeah, go, have yeah, all their yeah, kids. Yeah, okay. What else do you teach them? What else do you teach them? Yeah, exactly. Do the dishes. Okay, now. So to set this up, then he has Chosen and Johnny show some of these moves, but it's great. So Chosen's now standing with a bunch of students, and they're all waiting for his command, which is? Show me sand the floor. And then they all Channeling do it. Miyagi. Think about it. Think about sanding the floor. Right circle, left circle. Amazing. But it's not that slow. This is much faster, a lot of attitude, and a lot of students. It's not just one-on-one. And then Daniel goes on to say, only after they mastered their defense do we teach offense. And now we see Johnny with some of our players. I believe it's Robbie, Hawk, and Miguel, maybe some others. But what happens here? He bounces off Daniel's line when he says, we teach offense. And Johnny says, but with a badass twist, show them the screaming eagle. <laughs> ah! And they do this move where they're, <laughs> they, they incorporate an eagle into it. But, you know, they're showing a, a jump kick and a punch. And it has a lot of attitude and bravado. And, you know, Taikai's like, all right, yeah, these guys. Jason, let me share this with you because we're talking about it. I just saw a video yesterday, just yesterday of a coyote fighting an eagle whoa you know they have these nature battles which i usually don't like to see yeah as an i don't want to watch it yeah but i happen to catch this an eagle kicked the coyote's ass and and overtook him it was wow. it was pretty horrific but yeah <laughs> eagles are badass and that's interesting because a coyote usually fights in numbers no this one was trying to go one-on-one -on -one. i don't know why he tried i don't know why he tried he was hungry silly so now we cut to Cobra Kai. While the song is still going on, the montage is still happening, Taikai is now at Cobra Kai, and Silver shows Gunther the way of the fist. With Kenny doing what? Oh, Kenny is kicking ass on the board breaking, right? There's a guy in each corner. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And he, oh, and then doesn't he trip the guy? Yeah, he, he sweeps he, he the leg. He sweeps the leg, gets the guy on his back, and then breaks the board. I wonder if that guy was expecting that. I hope he was. He was putting on a board breaking clinic. It was, yeah. it was really good. Very impressive, Kenny. Less than a year, one year at Cobra Kai, and he's the top dog, which is amazing for Kenny. For sure. But I'm looking over at the Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang students. The males are really strong over there in that realm, I would say. Kenny's like this new guy, yeah. and he got Kyler. But Keen, Diaz, Muskowitz, really good over there. Just saying. Yeah, I was wondering, like... like Who's a number two in Cobra Kai? So you got Kenny now. Kyler, he's taking is the lead. Kyler there? Would it be Kyler? Is he hanging on? <laughs> he's like way down here, but he's number two. Yeah. Oh, which oftentimes you may see in, in, in any given arena, the, the number two is not that close behind yeah. number one. Yeah. Well, I'm, a big gap. I'm just showing you the lineage is not as strong there on the male front anyway. No. No. So I would say no. Now a lot Daniel, of pressure on Kenny. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. He's too young to know better. So... Now Daniel gives a history lesson on the Miyagi Okinawan karate, which dates back 400 years. And so Johnny takes over a bit. Oh, Johnny tells the great story, which we've all heard before, about Shrimpo Sensei. <laughs> yeah. Loved fishing, loved sake bombs. <laughs> There's no, there was no sake bombs. No, and Daniel's like, huh? <laughs> Wait, I, also, isn't it, isn't it Shimpo Sensei? It's Shimpo yeah, sensei, yeah, he, but Johnny he says, says Shrimpo. He says Shrimpo. 
<laughs> Shrimpo sensei, which sounds like it'd be a, a great dish uh, somewhere. Absolutely. Well, this is a great transition from Miyagi-Do to Cobra Kai, but Daniel starts with, to solve the problem of the present, we must always... And then they cut to Silver, who says, look to the future. Is that what Daniel was going to say? Or is Daniel going to say, we must always look to the past? I'm not sure, but I like it. Yeah. Silver's very future thinking. Daniel's yeah. very reflective. So good call there, Sal. Yes. But, but it's still a nice segue, really nice. And, sure. and now we see, because we're staying in Cobra Kai, we're seeing state-of-the-art equipment as Kyler kicks a smart bag, which is straight out of Ivan Drago's training scenes from... Rocky Four. And Sal, have you ever seen or trained on such a smart bag? You know, the only thing I've done is those, uh, like at the carnival, they have those now smart punching yeah yeah you get to see but no you know i have seen these bags i've seen i think a discovery channel does these these really? special shows yeah they'll have fighters come on boxers come on mma guys come on and kick and punch and then it measures their pounds per square inch just like yeah in rocky four right yeah and i always thought oh so cool. you know I've, we've talked about this before i love tech when it comes to fitness i love the integration of tech if you can use it yeah uh yeah i'm a, I'm a big fan so i no, i would love to kick one of these bags but have not okay Soon. Have you used one of these? No, no. I have to go to a Drago-type gym or a Cobra Kai near me. And if that's not enough Rocky Four for you, now we're at Eagle Fang. Let, let us not forget about the old-school Eagle Fang dojo. And mm. so, oh, yeah, that's right. It's low-tech city here. But what do we yeah. see? Uh, there's a watermelon... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a horror movie <laughs> off a chain. Yeah, it's like Saw or something. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, like or like Texas Chainsaw. And Sam kicks this watermelon, and then it breaks all over Gunther. And right at first, we're thinking that he's going to be like, "You guys suck." Yeah, I'm out. The hell is this? No, but no, he was uh, he was okay with it. Yeah, this leads to Johnny actually referencing Rocky Four and saying that sometimes you have to train outside the box to get to another level. Some people use the latest high-tech junk to get there. And some people need to run up a mountain in the snow and yell. And Gunther, <laughs> I did not see this coming. Gunther yells out, Drago! So and he cute. says, Rocky Balboa is my hero. His victory over Russia effectively restored my fractured homeland. So you can speculate where uh, Gunther is from. Maybe yeah. uh, somewhere part of the former Soviet Union, maybe? Yeah. Maybe? But yeah, so his, it's funny. Yeah, his hero was Rocky Balboa, not Ivan Drago. Johnny is floored to hear this. He has a blood brother here amongst him. And it's great. This is so funny. When I saw this for the first time, I just thought, I cannot believe this show went here. Bravo to you, show. But then we cut to Daniel, who's just like, I can't believe it. Like, he thought for a second that watermelon, it's over, we're out. And then these mm -hmm. two bond, thick as thieves. So really yeah. funny. And now we see Gunther and company speaking to each dojo, and they've decided that each dojo should fight each other in direct competition. And Sal, what's the format for these fights exactly? Each dojo must select two fighters, one female, one male. And this fight is, happens the following afternoon in separate three-point matches. The following afternoon at three. How much preparation are you getting now? Yeah. Nothing. 
Well, I don't know if it's at three, but it's definitely three. I thought it was matches. at three the next day. <laughs> yeah, but it, whatever it is. <laughs> Why did I hear three o'clock? I thought I heard three. Like three o'clock high is what I'm thinking. Exactly. Great show. Great movie, I should say. Yeah, this is the format that we know. There are different formats this day and age. It's a clock, and you just have a running clock. goes to like two, three minutes, and you get as many points as you can. But this is the classic Karate Kid three points, which is also an All-Valley on Cobra Kai. So this is essentially what All-Valley did. You know, they had the female group, they had the male. So you pick one of your fighters, one male, one female, each will fight in a match for three points. As I just said, though, the Cobra Kai are undermanned when it comes to the male side. Female side's pretty obvious. It's a toss-up. It's a Tori and Sam. That's their strongest, and they're both great. But on the other side, I say advantage Miyagi-Do Eagle Fang, but we'll get into the selection later in this episode. Which I kind of yeah. questioned, but whatever. It is what it is. And then they will decide, Taikai that is, if any of the winners will be invited to Taikai. Just in this competition, Sal, it's not a done deal. They want to see this happen, and then they still hold the rights to give an invitation to either, both, or none. And that's interesting. Sure. It's almost a formality, because they didn't yeah. even go there expecting to, no. to do this. This delegation... From Sekai Takai was not expecting no. to put on a tournament. So they threw it all together then last minute themselves. Well, they were probably very reluctant to come in the first place. But, of course, Silver wooed them. I'm sure he flew them over on a private jet. All Has expenses. Has them stay somewhere nice. Stay somewhere yeah. nice. Anything it takes. I like how some of the members, or at least one of the members of the delegate, like a clipboard. Yeah. yeah what, like, what is, he, what is he writing? Like, nice kick. Like, yeah, yeah. Nice, what is he writing on that? Nice there, like, hair. Nice mohawk. <laughs> nice hair on this hawk guy. Now, it does pain me so to have them say that this Taikai is much bigger than All Valley. I get it. It is, but it's just, I don't like when something chips away at the armor of this sacred thing to us. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, you we've think it diminishes the All Valley. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't. It does in some context to say, hey, there's always been this other thing over here behind your ear, and we didn't tell you about it until now, and it's the Taikai. You know, oh, okay. But I get it because the stage, and you kind of, it's grander. But uh, yeah, I just, that, thinking of that didn't sit well with me, but that's just me. Well, you, I'm you, nostalgic. You know, if, you, if, if anybody follows uh, professional bodybuilding, as I used to, not so much Yeah, today, I, used I used to as to. well. Yeah. Okay, so you have the Mr. Olympia, right? Everybody wants Mr. Olympia. You want to be Mr. Olympia. But along the way, you got, you know, Mr. Universe. You got Mr. Yeah. Uh, USA. You have the Arnold Classic. So you have these other lesser uh, promotions that are very important and yeah. fantastic to put in your resume. But there's not the Olympia. Right? Yeah. So they're all in the shadow of, of the Olympia. So now it's almost like the All Valley itself will be now in the shadow of Sekai Taikai. You think? In some respects, yeah. We don't know how often this is. Is this like the Olympics yeah. or the World Cup? Is it every four years? Like, give me more. How long has it been going yeah. on? Yeah, we have no background on we it. We don't know enough. And that's the show invented this device because they couldn't do another All-Valley. I get it. And it's a smart device. But it came out of nowhere. And it was, it was a way to do something new as opposed to just having, you know, home invasions. I get it. I totally get it. But, but yeah, Jason, let me know, like, like it's now, every 10 years or something, even, you know, less often. Yeah. 
But now I wonder, based on what we're talking about, if we ever will indeed see another All Valley at this point now. I don't know. I'm, I'm not expecting it now after this, right? Because, again, this puts now the prominence and the emphasis on Sekai Taikai, not All Valley. And we've had five seasons of Cobra Kai and only had two All Valleys. But there's not one this season. So let's just say the first four, there was two. So we're not due for one for, what, until season six? We may never have a new All Valley. Or Taikai is, yeah, this does raise the stakes. So whatever season six is, it's a whole new high for sure in fact it's, it's on tv actually, now, let's just say this jason i think at this point every fan of cobra kai place your bets if we will ever see another all valley again yeah and how many dojos are left in the valley yeah after being swallowed up by cobra kai yeah this is not looking good for the all valley it's not uh why i hold on to my precious uh all valley karate kid action figures two pack more than ever now i was gonna say hang on to all your gear if you guys went to all valley and have some of the shirts keep them if you have the old programs and ticket stubs, keep them. Yeah, I love it. I've got a little trophy. Oh, it's down in my near my gem that you gave me. The All Valley. Oh, the tiny, the, the mini I, I All Valley trophy. I have there. that guy hanging out of That's that. That's pretty cool. So now we're at Cobra Kai, and Silver picks, because he's picking his students to go in this fight, Nichols and Pang. And that puts some pressure on Kenny, so to speak. And he even tells him so. Silver actually puts more pressure on him. And he says, the fate of this dojo rest in your fist. He was like, yeah. I know he's young and it's like, maybe the moment's not too big for him. But it's like, this isn't helping. <laughs> you know, Go yeah. over and tell him, hey, you know what? Uh, it's all on you, buddy. But Kenny's only been in karate for less than a year so i would say he's a prodigy much like daniel i'm assuming we could yes. say that about i him. would i would say that yeah i was thinking the same thing yeah but now he's got to save the dojo so i don't know your thoughts on this but i, I think it's a lot i think i would have downplayed that and he knows he has a ringer and tory but not to say that she's going to beat sam because that could, that's a coin flip but he's got as good as it gets on the female side no i agree i mean this is a lot of pressure on on kenny i i wouldn't have done this to Kenny. Yeah. I would have tried to groom some more guys, you know? It's like they haven't groomed enough guys at all. Exactly. For as many places that they've gobbled that? up, they don't have a Xander Stone, you know, no. type. Yeah, exactly. How about that? If you're going to be scooping up yeah, other dojos, who's the superstar in those oh, dojos? This person was a runner-up in All Valley, uh, you know, two years ago. Yeah, they haven't got any of the cream of the crop. That's what they should be doing. Yeah. But we've established Kenny as a character, so I get it. We've mm -hmm. just pushed him forward. Yeah, he's got the rage right now. He's, he's got the he's, rage. He's got that, he's got he that inner rage that Cobra Kai likes, yep. right? That's exactly right. So now we're in prison, and Tori visits Kreese, and she's asking him what she should do because now there's a tournament with more on the line, and I didn't see this coming, but Kreese advises her to look after herself. And forget about their plan to take down Silver. Now, Sal, these are new marching orders for sure. Well, one thing I wanted Kreese to say was, because I think what Kreese is trying to tell her is, forget about what I want, forget about what Silver wants, forget about what the LaRussos want. What do you want? Yeah, right. I think that's what he was trying to say. But it didn't come out right. No, so it's like, I think Tori take just care feels yourself, like she's pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's, huh? that's how she took it. But I, I took it as him saying, do what's best for you. That's what I thought he was saying. Yeah. 
He also knows their plan isn't going to get him out of prison anytime soon. So he's he's <laughs> yeah. thinking about himself. He's pivoting. And yeah. I don't want to look ahead because we've both seen it. But that's kind of what's going on. And, you know, I think he cares about Tori to a point, as much as Kreese can care, as much as he's able to care. This crease that happened in the mid '80s, <laughs> not the kid before. I want to think he cares. In 1980, he cares. But '84, '83 uh, or before '84 <laughs> after? No. But you know, Crease has never had a daughter that we know about. That we know right? about. Yeah. It's possible. Tori's like the granddaughter he never had. The daughter he never had. Yeah. Uh, here I go giving Crease some sympathy and benefit uh, of the doubt again. Wow, here I go wow, again. Wow. But Tori <sighs> feels cheated for trust increase or anyone else for that matter. And she storms out as Tori tends to do. Yeah. And by the way, I, uh, Jason, I, I, I hang on. I just want to mention you every time they go back to crease in jail, I keep thinking of the show I'm watching on Netflix, uh, world's toughest prisons. Have you seen this show on Netflix? No, no. They go all over the world. The host of the show served 12 years in prison and then it got himself off and his name cleared. But he did serve 12 years. And now this guy is a host of this World's Toughest Prisons show, goes all over the world to all these prisons. So I'll say after watching that show and watching Crease, he's like in a cushy prison oh, it's compared total to some cush. of, the stuff, it's total some of the stuff you see in like South Africa or Costa Rica, you know? Oh, I can't imagine, man. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's like Club Med. Not much going on there. Kids are just they got no in. Jello at those other prisons. They they got no no Jello at the Bangladeshi prison. They got no Jello there. I bet they do not. So now we're at Larusso's house, and the students are having a sausage pizza party, <laughs> <laughs> and they're razzing each other because it's pretty funny. It, it is funny because before we get into the next part of this scene. Mitch is commenting on the fact that there's no... It's true. They are light on women. Cobra Kai has more because they've gobbled up all these other dojos. But Miyagi-Do, Eagle Fang are definitely light on women. And so Mitch is making a comment. They got one woman, right? Sam. Sam's it. They have one. Exactly. So That's it. They're commenting yeah, yeah. I, on I, No, I like that this was mentioned because you, you could almost say it's the elephant in the room in a way. Yeah. That there is only one woman in only one girl officially remember they're minors right officially only one girl in the whole dojo which is odd and i don't know why they haven't tried to recruit any other girls oh they they had well they had devin they lost her they had devin they had piper for what 10 minutes well they tried to get piper and then she bailed okay okay. so they They have tried tried. well johnny tried but it it is funny because bert and them are giving him crap like hey isn't this enough sausage for you penis breath and so yeah it's all it's hijinks and sues like they're like the immature of the dojo they're like the middle schoolers if you will yes but they're not but uh really funny but then this goes into this other part of the scene which is in the living room and i love this scene as johnny addresses robbie miguel and eli or is it hawk again no wait that Mm. Officially, no, not yet, officially uncages Hawk later in this episode, so hold yeah, that. Yeah. And Johnny says what to them? Because they're all sitting, you know, waiting, because they also have to pick their male. And here's your top three dogs. And Johnny gives this speech, which is fantastic. All right, boys, we have a choice to make, and it's not going to be easy. You're all badass fighters, but only one of you can get on the mat tomorrow. All right, Hawk's the current All-Valley champ. Could have gone either way. Diaz is last year's champ. That couldn't gone either way, too. Even though Hawk injured Robbie in the semis, Hawk didn't have to fight in the semis this year because Diaz booked it to Mexico. Point being, you're all deserving. All right, LaRusso, Chosen, and I are having a hard time deciding which one of you should go up against Cobra Kai. 
Maybe we should just flip a coin. And then he goes on to like, hey, how would that work? There's three of us. We'll, we'll flip yeah, three yeah. coins. Like, oh, that's not going to work no, what, you'd have, what you'd have to do is you have to have, uh, what, Hawk against Miguel, flip the coin. Yeah, yeah, and whoever yeah. wins that, that's yeah. what you'd have to do, yeah. But Johnny's lost on it. He wants to flip three coins and thinking. But that aside, Robbie and Miguel step up because they've already decided that it should be Hawk, Eli. Because he that was last nice. year's All-Valley champ. Very Robbie courteous. Says, Robbie said he beat me fair and square, although Robbie could have won. So he's been runner-up twice. And so it's interesting. I love that they do it, and Hawk takes to it. You know, Eli's happy and honored by this. But if this is Taikai, the world of Cobra Kai is coming. Cobra Kai is the opportunity to take over, and this is the chance to defeat it, defuse it before it happens. I'm not going to play nice. I'm going to pick the best person to win that match so sal i'm gonna throw it to you first who do you pick who would you pick if the choice was yours well i think we have to go by track record which includes the last fight Mm -hmm. between miguel and robbie unofficial fight if you had to choose because this is sort of a make or break fight right uh yeah go with miguel you got to go with miguel okay so i'd pick robbie he's been he's been in that place twice losing in the semis right or no becoming second losing to the eventual winner and he has a lot of experience and i think that he sees what's at stake and can raise to the level miguel had the injury miguel also sometimes doubts himself and gets distracted so i would pick robbie in this instance for you know winner take all now i do as i said recently him and miguel fight 10 times i do believe it would be five five I think if either one of them were fighting Hawk or Eli 10 times, they would beat him more often than not. Well, hang on. Didn't Bobby bail at one point, right? Didn't he leave? It wasn't, he didn't leave an All Valley, though. No, he, he didn't leave an All school, Valley. Right? Exactly. Okay, so Miguel bailed out of the All Valley when he went to Mexico. And then we had, um, no, Samantha never bailed. Tori now has bailed. Well, I, I, out of the dojo. Slow down, slow down. Oh, God no, she damn hasn't. It. No, she hasn't. No, she hasn't. <laughs> Nothing. Erase, erase, Undo, erase. undo, the, undo. The, the, point is, the point is, are you saying like Robbie is not only a good fighter and most likely to be able to win, but also reliable? Is that what you mean? Like he's sort of more yeah, reliable? And I'm, not, I'm not saying Miguel's not. I just think he's been more distracted lately. That's mm. all. That's like, okay. hey, he could be okay. in that fight for everything, and then he could look at Sam a certain way. So he's not, you know, like a prize fighter's like really focused and can't have sex. And I just think yeah, Robbie's yeah. more dialed in, and he's more aligned with everything right now. Like this is what's going on. We gotta win this. Yeah, okay. I just think he's in that place now. That could pivot. We've seen crazy Robbie, and Miguel's more centered. But right here, right now, I'm picking Robbie. Let's mm-hmm. go win this fight. Okay. But they okay. didn't do it for a reason, and we'll get into that later. And it was the right choice for the show and what they wanted to achieve. But I would have picked him. And, of course, I'd pick Sam. There's no other choice. <laughs> Let's see dress yeah, up. By default. Yeah, Mitch in a, in a wig and make him uh, <laughs> like ladybugs. Yeah, so, no coin toss for no. Sam. There, there you go. No. So now we're at Miyagi-Do because this was at LaRusso's house, as I established. And it's nighttime, and Samantha is training with Daniel and Chosen. And Sal, she is focused. Speaking of focus, she is locked in. Nobody's in a relationship right now, right? I think that counts for a lot. That's true. You know, when I've studied a a lot of fighters, whether it be boxers or MMA guys, 
and you look at some of these guys' records and you see when they start losing and then you read about their personal life and you see they were having marital problems at the time, you can track a lot of that. I would say if you're going to be fighting in competition, it's probably best to be single or have the most perfect relationship that does not distract you or cause you any heartache. So right now, right, nobody's in any relationships, right? There's no young love right now at the very moment. I think that's good. I love love, guys. I love love. But I also want Miyagi-Do to win. Well, I, I want fighters to be focused. I really do. As do I. But Sam is concerned, and she wants to keep training. But they insist she rest, because this is the next day. And yeah, exactly. They don't have time to recover. If you hit one thing wrong, and, and Chosen then shares what he was fighting against in his feud oh, man. with Daniel. This was huge. Well, I almost cried. In this. It, it was I great. I almost cried. My, there was something in my eye. And he says, Daniel was fighting for, for friends, for village, for Miyagi-san. And really Chosen wasn't. He was fighting against everything, his own image, what his uncle thought about him. So there you go. If you're fighting for some sort of cause bigger than you, it says it all. And I love that insight. And I know you do too, because it nearly brought you to tears. And I was really choked up. And of course, I'm already loving Chosen when he drops his wisdom, even more so. And when Sam walks away, so because she takes this in, she understands and she, they rap, but she walks away on a high and ready, a focused fighter. What does she find? Well, what does she go down a tire shoe? Is that what she does? And she looks on the ground, and she finds the little pulpo, the little octopus necklace that Miguel had thrown down on the ground when Sam said she needed space, right, or needed some time to reflect or whatever she told him. And he left in tears. He threw the necklace down. Yep. And now she finds it, the little pulpo octopus necklace, which harkens back to their beautiful date at golf and stuff where they won the octopus plushie. But she immediately knows she put it together. Oh, Miguel brought this. And he probably threw it down in that moment. It all just probably registered. Which doesn't help a fighter focus, Sal. Does not. But it happened. You know what, though? Let me go back for a second to what you said about Miguel. Because you know what? Miguel should have taken the necklace back to the store and gotten his money back. <laughs> right? Instead, yeah. he did something very emotional, which I can understand. I've been there. Yeah. But he should have done something, you know, using his head a little more, less of his heart. Uh, and taking the necklace back. So yeah, I, I go back to what we said the last couple of scenes. Yeah, Robbie should have been chosen. And that's no offense to Hawk, by the way. Okay. You're changing your vote? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying I agree with you. I think that they should have chosen Robbie to represent Miyagi-Do yeah. and not Miguel. And no no disrespect to Hawk. But yeah, I think it should have been Robbie or Miguel. And now I change my answer to Robbie. <laughs> Fair enough. I thought you might see it that way. <laughs> um, okay. So now we're at Cobra Kai. Same night. Because Kenny has the pre-fight jitters, and he's also training late, but alone, solo. But then Silver joins him and shares that, that he used to be called what, Sal, back in the day? Mm, back in Vietnam, he was called Twig. Well, we say back in Vietnam. He didn't say that, but yeah, we yeah. remember that. Yeah, we those also scenes, saw back this. In is, Vietnam. Yeah, this is true. Because yeah. what does is, what is, uh, the other guy say to him? Uh, get some muscle on those tree branches and we'll talk, right? <laughs> yeah. He's like, why do you have to call me Twig? That's great. And then he also says what? LaRusso, Lawrence, Diaz, Keen, they've all had their time in the sun. Now it's your turn. 
manipulation. Well, he puts the pressure on Kenny. Now here he is pumping him up. This is what he should have been doing. He's hearing this like, oh my gosh, wow. All right, I'm buying this. And then just like in the Karate Kid Part 3, when we learn the Quicksilver Method, classic, we now learn about Silver Bullet. And not Coors Light, mind you, Sal. Or the 1985 horror movie starring Gary Busey and Corey Haim, which I love, by the way. Silver Bullet. Great movie. Is that about a, a, a werewolf? Yes, written by Stephen King. Okay. I watch it every Halloween, or at least the last few. I got to see it. But no, Sal, please enlighten us on what exactly Silver Bullet is. I, I feel like we're just, why are we just learning about this, you know, as, as fans? But what the Silver Bullet is is this very hard strike that has sort of this sort of a almost looks like a ceremonial preparation. Yeah. And what it does is it is a very hard strike between your opponent's ribs, their rib cage, which would be like the sternum, right? Which will take their breath away. Mm -hmm. And not like in a good way, like take my breath away. Ooh, Berlin, Top Gun. Yeah, not like that. Not that. Yeah. Not yeah. love. In, in, in a bad way. In a bad way. <laughs> yeah. And then Silver says what about this method? The shortest distance to victory in a fight is to take out your opponent with one shot. It's true. Yeah, and if you pay off the judges, you can do whatever the hell you want. Hello. Because Kenny's a little bit reluctant, which is nice to see. He's got a little bit of a conscience. He's like, wait, they already scored a point. Why would you hurt them? And that's when Silver drops this line about one shot ending a fight. And so, you know, Kenny's just a picking everything up he's a sponge like oh okay wow yeah the dojo's relying on my fist it's my time to shine here's a way to win all of it's going in and he is definitely being manipulated that is for sure the cobra kai way so now we stay at cobra kai but it's the next day it's presentation day and miyagi and first i was a little bit like wait a second but We'll get to that. Miyagi-Do Eagle Fang students are arriving. And I love that Bert thinks they've entered a, <laughs> this is hilarious, a Cobra starship. Because it does look so futuristic. And there's Cobra Kai stuff everywhere. And Mitch is liking the girl ratio here, Sal. <laughs> yeah, how about that? At his dojo, you got one girl who's kind yeah. of almost officially spoken for. Yes. And, and yet you go to this other dojo and there's like cute girls hanging out at the uh, smoothie bar. Exactly. It's so funny. But I do think it's a little unfair, and I say a little, I mean a lot, to let Cobra Kai have a home court advantage. But they do have regulation mats. So what are you going to do? Well, this would have been a, a, an exterior scene, right, if they shot it at Miyagi-Do. Well, that's the cool. truth is it should have been in an, at a neutral dojo, right? It should have been... At All Valley. How about there, the All Valley location? Come How about on, at the, the park complex. in Encino? How right? That? How about well, somewhere Fang that's used to train? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. It is sort of a home court advantage, but we'll see how it all pans out. So now we see shots of Sam and Tori, as well as Anthony, in a gi. And mm, thank like goodness it. he's got a white belt on. Because <laughs> if he had a black belt, I'm telling that's it. That would have been it for me. If Miyagi were alive today, Anthony LaRusso would have a black belt. <laughs> no, no. I, Miyagi would be so proud of Anthony for joining the dojo. And then Kim tells Tori to make this a quick fight. Okay, fair enough. Kenny arrives and sizes up Hawk across the dojo, who's now got what color mohawk? 
He's got a green mohawk. We've never seen this before, right? Oh, it's money. Okay. Looking so money over there. And then Sal, he sees Robbie talking to Anthony. And what happens? Uh, Yeah. Um, Well, he's upset that Robbie was essentially training his bully. Right, mm-hmm. Anthony LaRusso was Kenny's bully, and now Robbie is training him as if uh, he's still Ro- a threat to him. He's been yeah, bullying yeah, him and, more than he ever bullied him anymore. And Robbie tries to reason with him about the dark side of Cobra Kai. Yep. Right, he, he's trying to w- give him these warnings repeatedly, but Kenny's not having it at all. No, no, he's getting ready to fight. So Kenny walks away. And then Hawk kind of overhears this because now they're starting to buddy-buddy up, right? They're getting along great. And talks of Robbie telling him he'll take care of Kenny. But Robbie asks him, this is not a good time here for this either, not to go too hard on him because, you know, it's Cobra Kai talking. It's Silver talking, not Kenny. You know, yeah, Eli gets that. But Sal, never, and I mean never, underestimate your opponent no you know what i didn't catch that and now i'm kind of wondering yeah he shouldn't have said that to him not then, that could have affected there. hawk because yeah, it affected him let him go in there with all the bravado let him go in there and win handedly i'm not saying that's what happened but it didn't help it didn't help he lowers his guard just a little bit and something happens and that, that's yeah, what, I'm what you're essentially about. saying you're telling the fighter don't go all out. Don't go 100%. Don't leave it all out there on the mat. You're, you're telling him to kind of diminish yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or no, undervaluing Kenny. Like, yeah, listen, he doesn't mean what he says. He's a that kid. too. He's young. And they don't know. He has been training. He is a prodigy. And so you have to take it serious. Again, I, I think all three of them are stronger. But hey, a fight to three points. That's it. It doesn't mean the best fighter always wins. I mean, let's go back to the karate kid. I think Johnny Lawrence was the better fighter, but he was bested by Daniel Lawrence in that tournament. I mean, I think uh, Dutch may be a better fighter, but he was overconfident and got beat by Daniel. So that day, Daniel was the better fighter, but it doesn't mean you'd win in a street fight. So you have to be very careful in those types of things, especially when the refs are... Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So now Gunther and Taikai arrive, and they're running the presentation. And much like the last All-Valley, the boys go first, which is cool. I like this. And it's Hawk versus Kenny. And Kenny scores a quick point off a roundhouse 1-0. Right here, Sal. Boom. So you think about this. Hawk's probably like, wait wait a second. What was this? So then Hawk hits Kenny with a reverse spinning back hill. And it's a wicked kick, Sal. Hits him in the face. But just like in Sam and Tori's match in All Valley, what happens? All of a sudden, the ref calls Kenny out of bounds. And he says, no point. No point. Right? Yeah. No point. It's clearly a point. So I'm thinking... Oh, wait. He, the ref calls Hawk out of bounds. Oh, wait. Does he call... No. Kenny, Kenny, out of Kenny bounds. was out of bounds. He's out okay, so he if, took you, the hit. if you get yeah. kicked, but you're out of bounds, the other person doesn't get to score? But he was saying he was out of bounds first. Like, out of bounds, and the kick happened, which it didn't happen that way. It didn't happen in All Valley with the other ref. So right then I thought, oh, wait a second. 
did Silver get to this guy? Because Taikai just said, we bring in these refs, and you figure everything's on the up and up here. But <laughs> Where do they get these refs? They just put an ad on Craigslist? Well, or they could get the whoever day? they want, but Silver could still get to them after the fact. Like, here, <laughs> yeah, here's said ref. Come here a second, said ref. Yeah. What's your Venmo? Yeah, what's your Venmo? No point. No point. So then, and then you're flustered. And you can let that get to you in sports. When you get a bad call, it happens all the time, Sal, from my playing oh, days. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Like, yeah. wait, you cannot let it take you out of the game because you will not get back in it. I'm not saying that's what happened, but again, these things are not helping Hawk. And did I not mention that he is officially Hawk again? Yeah. Yeah, he declared it. I don't know. Did we hear the, ah! No, I don't. <laughs> ah! Like when we see the Eagle Fang Van driving around <laughs> yeah you hear the hawk <laughs> but by the way whatever i want the hawk action figure and they have not released to my knowledge any hawk action mm, figures and i want. matter of time matter of time and then he could pop on the eli hair as well yeah just put it take it on and off you know who we were missing this episode dimitri, dimitri? yeah yeah dimitri's kind of been a little mia the last couple episodes it seems i guess we assume he's geeking out uh you know, yeah, selling cell phones. Out. I wonder if he was filming a movie. That can happen a lot of times if you don't have that much. That dialogue. can happen with talent. Yes, that's true. Well, I hope so. Yeah, I think sure, I think sure. he is in something coming up, and I'm sure all of them will be, if not already. So once again, we kind of get the sense that Silver's paid off the ref. I don't think Taikai's in on yeah. it. I don't think Gunther. They, he seems no, like a man of principle. But they're hinting at it because right, the the ref and Terry Silver make eye contact. All suspicious. Tori's looking at Silver and she's yeah. figured it out because she's been here before. Yeah. And then the fight continues. And then Kenny pulls a page out of Johnny's playbook from the Karate Kid and does what? He somehow gets Hawk in this position where he's able to drop an, an elbow. And by the way, in, in MMA, they call this a 6 o'clock, 12 o'clock elbow or 12 o'clock, 6 o'clock elbow, which is an up and down elbow. Yep. He delivers an elbow to the back of the knee, it looks like, or the back of the thigh. Well, yeah, because uh, Hawk kicks Roundhouse. Ah! K- Kenny catches it. He catches it like in the Karate Kid. And when it's caught, yeah. drops it. And so yes. it, it would probably be the side of the knee, but, oh, it looks painful. It could even be the calf, wherever it is. It's a lot of power coming from that elbow. And not just that, the whole weight all the way down to the floor. I mean, you could Well, let me just t- tell something. you this, Jason. The 12 o'clock, 6 o'clock elbow, as I just explained, and as, as we're seeing here, is not allowed in the UFC. Mm. You can deliver other elbows, but you cannot do a 6 o'clock, 12 o'clock elbow. I think the athletic commissions officially call it too dangerous. I think it's too dangerous for this, Sam. <laughs> <I don't laughs> for kids. These yeah. are kids here. <laughs> so no DQ or a point reduction. None of that like we saw in the Karate Kid Part 3, where you would, Mike Barnes would do something just over the top and take away a point. Okay, he, he made a point. Take away a point. Which oh, that, yeah, 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 that's right. That, I have issues with that, too. That's ludicrous in itself. That allowed yeah, get for a point, torture lose a point, get a point, lose to happen. A point, yeah. You know, I always had issue with Daniel just being in the finals, but that side problem is a major problem. You could get someone killed. So, hot continues. And, of course, it's silver bullet time. Kenny just oh. learned this. And Kenny connects with the silver bullet knocking the wind out of hawk and scoring a point 2-0 but hawk can't breathe and sal not even 15 seconds later the refs call on the match like 
what happened to the 15 minute rule from the <laughs> yeah. Karate Kid? And I think it was even like 30 minutes in All Valley. It's over. The ref was like, yeah, yeah. it's like a fast count in boxing. One, two, ten, and that's it. It was like, what <laughs> the heck happened? Jason, I think it's because the the medic actually came onto the mat, whereas in other uh, series or movies, they were escorted off the mat and they didn't need a rep on the mat, right? Did they have a, some sort of medical personnel on the mat before? In the Karate Kid, there was an older gentleman played a doctor he came running on the mat at first okay so this has happened before and even in the credit kid part three when daniel laid in agony mr miyagi goes and gives him those inspiring words i don't think it had anything to do with the medic i think that ref okay. was in a hurry to call the fight <laughs> and thinking oh yeah it's a 15 seconds in this uh taikai presentation it's uh, shortened abbreviated but kenny gives him the victory he's the winner and uh he also Gives Hawk a new nickname. And Sal, what is that? Full Hawk. Adding <laughs> insult to injury, he is now Faux Hawk at the Cobra Kai Dojo. Faux, uh, F-A-U-X meaning like fake, right? Yeah, fake. Fake Hawk. Fake Hawk. You're a full Hawk. Really, really tough, Kenny. Kick a man while he's down. Again, had that been Robbie, but I digress. Well, hang on a second. Jason, you don't think Robbie would have went easy on Kenny if he would have been chosen to represent Miyagi-Do? Well, Robbie's mindset before this match brings question to mind, yes. But I think that he could best Kenny. He trained Kenny. It's almost like fighting your older brother. I think he has a mental edge where Hawk doesn't have. I think some of that would have come into play. And he did best him at the All-Valley. He did best him there. And I'm not saying the Silver Bullet couldn't affect Robbie but or maybe he wouldn't let it come to that so anyway Hmm. that's a whole other story because we move on and Tori pulls a Miguel and vanishes from the dojo (laughs) because she's seen enough she knows the ref is in on something and she doesn't like it and she doesn't want to fight that fight again she's got too much and Cree said do what's best for you well what's best for her in this scenario is not to relive that so Kim appoints Devin to fight in her place. Another prodigy, I guess you would say. She's now a black There belt. was another young lady next to Devin there who was. was not addressed or referenced. So it's funny when, when Sensei Kim's like, we have another one, and then you see Devin, but you see the other girl also, but not acknowledged. So yeah, Devin is the number two. But dare I ask again, where is Piper? Can we have that shirt? Yeah, well, sh- she was sending <laughs> out Piper? those... Uh, yeah, exactly. What she's she on, she's on social media, but she is not at the dojo. She's in the shadows. So the fight is on between Devin and Sam. And Devin's a bit intimidated by Sam. Here's Samantha, this rock star in martial arts, but she's up for the challenge. Devin wants to be top dog, so here's a chance. And Sam does a spinning sidekick and hits Devin beautifully. But Sal, the ref claims it hit her shoulder, no point. Is that a thing? You're not allowed to hit shoulders? Yeah, it wasn't anywhere in, like, I guess, in this zone. So, it, well, I she hit her so. in the zone, but he's claiming hit shoulder, which uh, I did not see. No. And the show itself is hinting at this ref being 
paid off again, like the previous All Valley ref. It's teasing us oh, with yeah, that. Yeah. We don't know if that's the case. Well, when he called the short count on Hawk, I thought, uh-oh, this is not oh, You good. thought again. And then this hit was an obvious hit. So no point. And so, so by this point, are you thinking that the ref is indeed paid oh, off? Oh, yeah, like absolutely. The All Valley ref? You are? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Well, the looks, the looks between... It was so obvious. The yeah, looks between the eye him, contact. That did it alone early on. The look was like... <laughs> Are they playing that back? Are they really doing this? <laughs> so obvious. Well, let me be clear. Obvious to us, obvious to Terry, obvious to the ref, and obvious to Tori. Probably obvious to nobody else. I'm surprised that of all the fighting that Tai Kai's seen, they're not picking up on it. Like, this is kind of <laughs> lame. I think they'd be a little more educated. Yeah. In fact, they're like, this ref is pretty good. I'm glad we found him in Van Nuys. Yeah, so yeah. how much are we paying him? Not enough. Not enough. Well, Sam's also getting frustrated now. She's not gotten the point that she deserved. And so Devin then kicks Sam, who blocks it, and the ref awards her a point 1-0. So she kicks, it's a block, a point, and so now Sam is very flustered. She calls timeout because it's clear and obvious now, Sal, that the fix is in. What do so, you think obvious to everybody? Oh, yeah, this is it. Something's not right. And they're playing unfair. So Sam talks with the team. And Miguel shares some inspiring words that they're all with her, you know, got her back. And so she needed to hear that. And she's excited by that. Like, she lights up. But then Chosen and Daniel chime in. And they say what to her? Chosen says, I started to go into uh, Sato. A little bit of Sato. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you did, yeah. (laughs) Chosen says, Referee is moron. Must not leave room for error. And then Daniel comes right in. He's right. You make every point undeniable. So in other words, they yeah. publicly everybody can see. Don't leave it to the judges. In fighting, I hear that all the time. Don't leave things in the hands of the judges. You don't want that to happen. Exactly. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense. So you, you're not going to score a, a glancing blow or even a blow that he could dismiss or someone's close to out of bounds. You've got to make it decisive. And I like it. And she's good enough to do so. So now we're back to the fight and Sam does a spinning leg sweep and then punches Devin in the stomach. Point one, one. The ref almost feels guilty, but he's got to call it a point. Cause it's like, you know, <laughs> yes, look, look at this. Cause it's undeniable. Undeniable. And then Sam goes, You're undeniable. Oh! Sam then does a roundhouse to Devin's stomach, point two one. Then they have a great exchange. And Sam's technique is flawless, Sal, and leads to a front kick to Devin's stomach that throws her way back, point three one winner. Sal, she needed this. Sam needed this after All Valley. And of course, Miyagi-Do, Eagle Fang, and kids all over the world needed this too. Bravo, Sam. She won, hands down. And the ref, paid off or not, could not deny this victory. No, and, and of course, I'm sure there will be nothing in his Venmo after, after tonight. <laughs> Unless he was already paid. Half of it. Who knows? So Devin goes over and apologizes to Kim, who blames Tori, her leader, for bailing and says it's time to make her a leader. Oh, wow. Sal, 
Not sure how Cobra Kai stacks up against the competition with all these fighters defecting. Sure, they have Kenny and Devin, but now they've lost Tori. And they've lost so many more along the way. The lineage is not good, except for which we talked about earlier, gobbling up all these other studios, <laughs> you know, these dojos, these other places. But uh, we shall see. We shall see. So now the Taikai meet, the Seikai Taikai meet, and the votes are in. And Gunther comes up and addresses everyone. We have reached an agreement. As expected, we were impressed with the skills precision, and discipline of the new Sakai Taikai qualifier, Cobra Kai. As for our other dojo, we admired your unusual mix of styles and underdog spirit, and we think you could be a unique addition to the competition. Therefore, we've decided that your dojo has also qualified. What? Yeah, nice. there was a long pause after Cobra Kai, so they were able to celebrate and rub it in their face, Miyagi-Do Eagle sure. Fang's face. In your face! Yeah, and they're like, yeah, we're the best. But after that, then he picked it up and explained that. You know, hey, you know, Kyler was talking some jazz after Oh, you tell it was talking some jazz. But they got theirs because they were also qualified. And both dojos are celebrating. Although, I got to say, Silver's clearly annoyed and probably out 5K again for the ref fee. Unless he doesn't pay. <laughs> yeah. But Sal, Gunther then asks Miyagi-Do Eagle Fang for their name. And Johnny steps up and says... Miyagi-Do. And then Daniel steps up. To be honest, it's not just one or the other. We represent two opposing philosophies coming together and finding common ground when none seemed possible. And Johnny says, that's right. If I can change... And you can change. Everybody can change. Of course, I was trying to sound a little more Rocky Balboa-ish. Oh, that was good. John, was Johnny good. didn't say it that way. But the way Rocky Balboa was, if I can change, you can change, everybody can change. And when Johnny <laughs> says that, he, he says, uh, this guy gets it, talking to Gunther, which he said <laughs> earlier about the references, this guy gets it. And of course, Gunther, he's so good. So he's like, I do. But he's still going to need a name. They have to choose one name. And we'll get into that, of course, but because we could kind of speculate. But of course, this speech is from Rocky IV, Rocky Balboa's mm -hmm. patriotic speech to everybody after he beats the Russian. And U.S. and Russia were at odds then and now, so some things uh, never change. It was the Cold sure. War era. And Everyone's like cheering him. And the fight is in Russia. It was not in the U.S. And they're applauding right. him. Yeah. Well, because it was a unifying speech. The, the whole idea was, I guess the gist of Rocky's speech in that moment was that we can all strive to be better. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. Not just Americans, not just Russians, not just boxers. All of us can strive to be better people. Absolutely. So you beat Ivan Drago and you can unite the world. So uh, very good. But... They have time to decide on the name. You don't have to decide now, but let me know. So between you and me, any guesses on the name? You know, Jason, I, I really think that, I think we kind of get a chuckle when we mention Eagle Fang. I think everybody does. I don't think Eagle Fang should really be taken seriously as the, as the name of a dojo. It was so come and go. And yeah. it, was, it was during an intermediary period, you know. On the other hand, I don't think Johnny Lawrence has any ties officially. Obviously, to Cobra Kai can't invoke the name anymore. So I think the time has come. And this moment would call for it 
where you do have a unification of Daniel and Johnny. So you have a unification of Miyagi-Do, mm-hmm. but not Eagle Fang and not Cobra Kai. I think something with the name Lawrence in it. I think it's time to invoke some sort of Lawrence karate title that then could unify with Miyagi-Do. So it'd be like Lawrence karate, Miyagi-Do type of thing. But I don't think it should be Eagle Fang. LaRusso Lawrence. Yeah, well... Then LaRusso, then Daniel would have to drop the Miyagi-Do. I don't know if he wants to do that. No, I think it could be Miyagi-Do, and then it could be a LaRusso and Lawrence Inc. or something. I was like even partners, thinking... Like a law firm. Part, like they're the governing body of Miyagi-Do. I do agree with you in some respects, or in most respects. I don't think Eagle Fang can be the name. I, Miyagi-Do has so much rich history. Sure. But I was thinking for a second that you could have the logo... And maybe there's just a small part of an eagle represented on the logo, the Miyagi-Do logo. Just a little bit of a, mm. a tip of the cap to it. But I like yes, the yes. Lawrence and LaRusso play, but I'm anxious to see. But I don't think you can ever lose Miyagi-Do. It is definitely your rock. Probably not. And I wouldn't want that to happen. So um, I like it. Eagle Fang could just become a move <laughs> like it was this Yeah, yeah. The screaming How about the, like, like the crane. Yeah. Or the drunken monkey. But uh, I agree. Well, Daniel thanks everybody and tells them it's time to celebrate. There's work ahead, but tonight, celebrate. And then Johnny tells Miguel and Robbie that he's taking Carmen and Rosa out to dinner in a late movie so they can do what? Well, it was almost like a wink, wink. You can host some friends. You can have a celebration party. But did Johnny even foresee? I mean, they kind of they took over the whole building. It, it wasn't just yeah. his unit. Yeah, he lets them throw this party, the celebration that Daniel just mentioned. But I don't think he meant to this extreme because now we're at Reseda Apartments, and there are a ton of people. Thanks to Moon, who also was not there. I didn't see her inviting people from East Valley. Now they go to My West hood. Valley High School, <laughs> but they went slumming. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. They, did, they went slumming all over North Hollywood. Uh, maybe what is Moon? Just like social media? She just... East Valley. Guys, come over here. Anyway, this place is booming, and I'm sure the neighbors aren't loving it, but whatever. No. Like that neighbor, remember when Johnny had the horn? That neighbor came out? I'm yeah. sure he was annoyed by this party. Oh, totally. You know what? That would be me probably annoyed by this party is who yeah. it would be. Unless you were invited, and then maybe you'd be cool. I'll stop by for a few minutes. And then Mitch shows that he's got zero game with the ladies, which <laughs> is yeah. hilarious. And Hawk sets up Miguel, his buddy, with a new girl, most likely from mm-hmm. East Valley. So. But this leads to a scene right out of a teen movie or any such movie or even real life but this scene we've seen it before and we'll probably see it again but sal please describe what happens well the camera moves over to the alleyway and we see sam arriving in a vehicle most likely an uber she says yeah, thank you not driving the car yeah yeah she's not driving she gets dropped off goes inside and by the way she's looking great looking cute looks like she's ready to have a great time walks in right in the corner of the room we see miguel kissing the new girl who was being served beer by mitch or awkwardly served beer by mitch they're having a little makeout session mm-hmm. which young people do ah oh, the days uh they're and not so, in a relationship sal they are not no they're not they are not in fact in fact 
she runs off in tears, which, yes. by the way, I was a little taken aback that she would have tears. I can understand kind of stomping off, maybe, but in tears. I mean, she well, was... Well, she had what in her hand? Oh, she had the pulpo necklace in her hand. Yeah, mm-hmm. so she was trying to, I guess, mm-hmm. start up again, rekindle. Yeah. Jason, this is not just a scene out of a movie or Cobra Kai. It's out of But Sal's out of my, my own life. When I was uh, about 18 to 21, used to go to the, there was a, a lot of 18 and over nightclubs. And I used oh, yeah. to really have a great time at those places. Do they have those in, in Tulsa, 18 and over clubs? Oh, yeah. Okay, so great. So what happened was I knew about this girl. I don't know. Her name was Elizabeth or something. I knew she was going to be at the club that night. Uh, I went and got some flowers like I used to do. Probably wrote a poem, something silly like that too. Do you recite Went to the club. I used to... (laughs) Um, Next episode. I walk into this club, small club, look into the corner of the room. There is Elizabeth uh, smooching with some guy. Oh, no. Now, she didn't know I was coming. She did not know I was coming. But there she was smooching with some guy. I had these flowers in my hand. I might have thrown them on the ground like the pulpo necklace. I might have done that. Yeah. But I did uh, stomp off. was very sad. We were not dating. I did like her. Did she know I was coming? I might have told her I might come. Anyway, the point is, Samantha LaRusso, I've been there. Ah, that's tough. That is tough. It's very sad to see, you know, because this is a triumphant night. She is supposed to celebrate tonight. And now her heart's broken again. Mm. Not good. While she's dialing up Uber again on her phone, so it seems, who arrives? Who arrives not in an Uber, right? We, we didn't see not, her arrive. No, she must no. just walk or caught the bus, caught the metro. Tori comes up out of nowhere, unexpectedly. And then Samantha <laughs> gears up ready to fight. She's in tears thinking she's going to have to fight Tori in an alley now. Yep. But no, Tori says, I didn't come to fight. I came to talk. You didn't lose the All Valley. <laughs> What? <sighs> wow. Tori. I got to hand it to Tori. She couldn't live with it. She, she bowed out fighting her again because yeah. even if she fought her again fairly, and she did, there would have been an unfair ref. And she couldn't control that. So it was best for her not to do it. Or she could have went over and called out the ref or said, I demand a new ref. But she did what she had to do for herself. And she came to now tell Sam about All Valley. And yeah, I give it to Tori. She's really turned a corner. I used to be like so anti-Tori. And my heart is open to Tori. And I care for her. And I I like her growth. And I care for everybody. It's just bad timing. Sometimes you just want to hang on to the high. I love the episodes that they end with these little cliffhangers. But I just wanted to breathe a little bit after that. Yeah. And then here comes yeah. this thing. So naturally, you go to next episode. <laughs> that's what you do. Sure. Yeah, because it, it, it ends yeah. on Samantha's yeah, that's reaction. It. That's it. You know. And and so that's if it, it wasn't for note to this podcast, I would definitely just move right on like I did on the first viewing. Sure. But uh, anyway, great episode. Setting up what's to come, episode <sighs> 9 wow. and 10. And uh, yeah, fantastic. Wait, this was what, episode what 8? 8. We got two more? Two more, man. Oh, my God. I'm already starting my grieving and mourning process right now. Two more episodes. Wow. <laughs> We're 80% in, and uh, so very close to the end. But uh, what an episode. So much fun, Sal. I really enjoyed it. A lot to cover, a lot to unpack. As you get like 7, 8, 9, 10, they do get longer, too, I notice. There's great speeches, and it's hard to like omit things, and we incorporate a lot of that in the episode to try to make it as enjoyable as possible. So... Thank you for going on this uh, journey with me on this episode, and I hope our fans and viewers have enjoyed it, and just two to go.
I had a great time, Jason. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to the next two. Awesome. So unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code COBRAKAI at manscaped.com. So thank you so much for listening. And please be sure to subscribe to the Let's Talk Cobra Kai podcast, as well as the Let's Talk Cobra Kai YouTube live channel. You can also really help us by giving the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a direct message, or post a comment on any Let's Talk Cobra Kai social media platform. If you're a dedicated listener or viewer of Let's Talk Cobra Kai, please consider supporting the show on Patreon. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting JustCuriousMedia.com. No mercy.